Welcome to Acquire, Tearsheet's marketing podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Alma-Cohen, head of Tearsheet Studios. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Michelle Fall, VP of Global Marketing at TreviPay. TreviPay is, of course, a fintech offering embedded payments in the digital B2B commerce space. And fun fact, they've won Best New Product at our Embedded Awards last November at the Big Bang Theory Conference. Uh, You can check out all the awards that we'll be giving out for brands, campaigns, and products in 2022 on our website, on the awards page. Today, Michelle is here to give our listeners a little behind the scenes about Trevi Pay's community playbook. Michelle, welcome to the show. Sure, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Trevi Pay's marketing takes their products to market using community playbooks. Michelle, can you tell us what is a community playbook? Why does your team create them? And how does it help you understand your target audiences? Trevi Pay's primary ICP or audience that we we sell to is in the manufacturing and retail segment. But those are, as you know, very, very broad categories. And so how the question became, how do we narrow down our scope so we can take our product to market in a manner in which these companies can truly understand what it is that Trevi Pay can do for them? as part of their payments experience in B2B. And we've, we decided that instead of boiling the ocean, the better way to approach this is really down into the sub-industry segment. So looking at the three-digit NICS codes of the industries and mapping out what that community looks like. And those communities that we would map um, includes the media communities, the industry associations, the vendor communities that supports the segment, the distribution channels, how do these products and these industries get to market, um, who are the thought leader peer group, and then of course the industry events that support this segment. Got it. So so the community playbook is like a flowchart that helps your marketing team understand who, what, where, and how to roll payment products out. Uh, once you figure out who these players were, what were you able to do with that information? When we look at a sub-industry that we're going to go after, we look at, uh, we map this entire ecosystem, and then we develop our messaging, our marketing plans, and our go-to-market strategy around the sub-industry so that we can ensure that our product is the right fit, that we are engaging with the right thought leaders to get input on our product and does it fit in this segment, participating in those industry events so that we can bring um, visibility and awareness to our product, as well as within the media communities uh, so that people can understand uh, where Trevi Pay fits in the buyer journey and the purchasing experience. And then, of course, being um, inserted into the right industry associations and this community plan, when it comes together and you deploy it from a marketing product and partnership strategy on the TreviPay side, really helps to bring together an entire go-to-market strategy that gives us presence in that market. And we're fulfilling a, we're providing a solution for a challenge that this market has with their B2B purchasing experience. So I'm wondering, what has segmenting your audience and customer base from a marketing perspective meant for Trevi Pay as a company? 
So when we segmented our customer base, we did that to help kind of inform which of these communities that we were going to go after first, because we do, our product does span, like I said, a wide range of industries in the manufacturing and retail segment. So when we started on this approach, we, because it, it's not easy, as you can imagine, to put together to really map this ecosystem. It takes about six weeks to identify the entire ecosystem and then you're creating the subsequent marketing plans. So to determine what our backlogs of communities that we were going to um, map, we had to look at what segments do we have the majority of the customers from. So we took, we, we looked at our current client base and found that the electronics retailers was the first area that we would focus on. And then of course, as we work through our backlog, we'll add more, but we, we focused on the electronics retailers uh, because we do have good experience from that. And we know that we can easily onboard and support additional global electronics retailers. What does it mean to be a, a payments company specifically serving electronics retailers? What, what is the challenge and opportunity of serving this community? The pandemic has really brought a, out some changes in, the, in buying behaviors, uh, supply chain issues, uh, people not being in offices together, uh, the shift to e-commerce and purchasing has fundamentally changed. And what we've seen is that a lot of retailers have a, a lot of retailers within e-commerce segment, especially in the electronics industry, have a probably underserved B2B community. So they've got B2B buyers who are purchasing on their B2C channels and they might not even be aware of it. And there's opportunity for those retailers if they really focus in on some on the B2B buyer and how they can serve them that they can add an additional revenue stream, stream or increase that revenue stream and the loyalty from those buyers if they provide a buying and payment experience that's in line with what B2B buyers um, prefer, which is purchasing on terms, providing trade credit in order to keep that buyer coming back, um, offering them specific pricing on um, products that they may have negotiated with a, a salesperson. SKU level pricing or bulk pricing, all of those things are what a B2B buyer expects in their normal course of business. So that opportunity is here for those retailers to level up and offer a B2B buying experience um, and not just them, them along the B2C route. So Trevi Pay is specifically focusing on B2B payments, uh, billing, invoicing, and, and pushing retailers past that final uh, stretch of the customer journey. What are the must-haves of a really great B2B buying experience? A B2B buyer wants to typically purchase um, with a PO or with an invoice. They want to have trade credit extended to them so they have 30 days to pay. 
They want uh, specific, they have specific requirements for how that invoice is going to be submitted to their AP team. Um, and they have typically, you know, once in a relationship is established, they want to have contract pricing so that they get discounts based off of volume or the types of things that they're they're purchasing. So Trevi Pay helps them with that that purchasing experience and making it as frictionless, as seamless as B2C, but for a B2B buyer. So so you're a major payments player, servicing businesses, big and small. We know that SMBs have unique challenges when it comes to payments um, and purchasing. Does Trevi Pay address businesses differently based on their size or is it a one size fits all? The majority of our experience uh, over the course of the last couple of decades has been more at that enterprise level. We do, however, have solutions and we continue to come out with additional solutions to, to support the SMB group. Uh, as, as we all know, that SMB group um, often has a bit less opportunity um, to access capital uh, with COVID and PPP loans running out, there's probably going to be um, a stronger or higher need for, for capital. So we are constantly thinking about how can we serve all of the different markets? And we do have solutions for each. And they, our base product uh, that Trevi Pay um, has in the market can serve both kind of the upper end of the small business and mid-market all the way to the enterprise. And it's really based off of the differences. Uh, you can add additional elements and features to the solution um, if it needs to be further customized. And oftentimes that's what we find that the enterprise level needs. And the small and, and lower end of the mid-market often don't need all of those bells and whistles. So we do have a solution that is a bit more out of the box that they can leverage as well. You said earlier how segmenting your audience is a significant in investment and it's like a, a bit of work for your team, uh, something like uh, six weeks just to identify and map out the ecosystem for a community or an industry. I'm wondering what was the original motivation behind that process, behind that investment, and, and what have you been learning in that process from a marketing standpoint? We spent a lot of time boiling the ocean because we were because we serve so many elements of those different broad categories, that being everything to everyone is not always easy. And in a day that marketing messages, um, products are all supposed, should from best practices be personalized to the group that is buying or implementing, you know, it seemed like the next best logical step is to be in the to be in the communities in which we are present and being a thought leader, being present and supportive of that community and having a solution that fits the challenges and the needs. Uh, and it helps us all find focus and be led by one commonality 
as opposed to spreading our time, energy, and efforts across multiple different segments. And that's everything from marketing to sales, to product, to partnerships. If you're all focused in the same general area, then you can be better supportive of the community that you are in and message specifically for that community, develop a product that might be slightly need to be tweaked for that community, have the right integrations for that community. Uh, and it just makes it a much more efficient process. And you create this great flywheel once you've got all of those community playbooks established, then you create one and then you create the next one and you create the next one. And it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you're, you're building these ecosystems upon ecosystems and, and trying to create a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? But how do you actually decide on what is your next step when you're building onwards? We look at these communities kind of in size and scope. There's a lot of work we do before we even make the decision to go down a community um, path playbook. And there are lighter versions of that community path playbook. For example, um, hotels or grocery stores. Uh, grocery stores, very similar to retailers, have found themselves being the go-to place for restaurants when they can't get their normal delivery of produce or ingredients that they need for to serve their clients. And we look at those opportunities, look at the total available market for those sub-industries and say, can we create a, is there, do we have a right to win? Uh, does the total available market support going into this industry? And then even if we don't need to do a community playbook that's completely mapped to the level of detail that I had mentioned earlier, there might be a lighter approach to it. Um, and building out supporting campaigns and brand awareness for those specific industries where we feel like we have a right to win. We feel like we have a good product market fit, but we're not entirely sure if that market is ready for our solution. Then we've got kind of a community playbook light that we take to market to further test it and see if we can't uh, make any headway. Great. Thank you for sharing this with us. I'm excited to share it with our listeners. Um, what is one final piece of advice that you've learned from working in this community playbook strategy um, that you could give to other payment companies or other companies that are serving the B2B space. Thanks, Rebecca. Uh, I enjoy being here today. I think that the one takeaway that I, I would give is having the right marketing technology stack to identify their intent and to better serve those personalized messages. And then when you overlay that with a community uh, playbook or marketing strategy uh, to be able to personalize the messages for them and make them feel like it is a personalized journey for them because that's what it should be if that's if the product market fit is correct, then you're gonna earn a lot of trust early in the sales process, even before maybe the sales team is uh, 
interacting with them. And I believe that if you build that partnership approach early, even in the marketing, it's going to do a lot um, for, for you as you extend the relationship um, through the sales process, through implementation, and through the growth of the program. Thank you, Michelle. This was Michelle Fall, VP of Global Marketing at Trevi Pay, talking about their community playbook strategy and how segmenting their audience and going down into those details makes their marketing and sales funnel laser focused. To read the transcripts of this conversation, you can head on over to the Tearsheet website and to stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the Acquire podcast, be sure to subscribe to our marketing newsletter and follow Tearsheet on your favorite podcast platforms. If you have any questions, thoughts, ideas about the Acquire podcast or anything at all, you can write them to me at Rebecca at I was your host, Rebecca Alma Cohen. Until next time.